Hello again, everyone. This is Jason Powers. So I'm going to do this broadcast from my uh, parking lot at Purdue. Just going to slowly drive around to get a little bit of air on me. It's about 70, 75 degrees, so it's a little humid, whatever. So I have a, uh, I kind of disagree with a current, uh, concept uh, that was proposed by Matthias De Desmuth <coughs> regarding the mass formation and what's to be done and etc. So um, this was from a recent uh, and, and don't get me wrong he's, he knows everything he need, uh, more than I'll never know about mass formation the history of it but this is in regards to his his uh, responses to it and what he's talking to is a specific and rather isolated concept related to what mass formation was in prior instances it was usually a localized or regionalized tied to one uh, specific uh, government or country or maybe even maybe even a series of countries, but generally just one. So if you think of Nazi Germany or, or uh, <coughs> Soviet Union, the French Revolution or the French uh, during their time. So my thinking is, or my analysis is, is that we're not dealing with a just a very large and granted and important country just getting mass formed we're talking about an entire uh, segment or block of civilization and possibly the entire world or certainly multiple continents being mass formed and been being put under the boot of a totalitarian regime <laughs> and his his thesis was that uh, that the people Getting rid of the people at the top, or downsize—we'll just say downsizing, or uh, downsizing due to redundancy—is <laughs> not a good idea. I'm being PC about this, so I disagree only in the fact that uh, uh, I don't think that we can get worse. I mean, yes probabilistically there is a chance but as it stands and as there, as it's being offered to us I I have a serious contention that or serious um, argument that this is it because there's never going to be enough of a battle or instance where we can unseat this for another 40 to 50 years, if ever. Other people, because I'm gonna sneeze here. First. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got my hands full and I'm riding a bike, so. Anywho, my thinking is, or my wildly, uh, my hypothesis is, is that. You're not going to be able to undo this through long term or even, I mean, let's look at the Soviet Union. 
if you say 1917, 1918 is when it started, it took till 1991 to uh, legitimately remove that. It really didn't get It was bad for, at the earliest outsets, we know about the mass killings in Ukraine, 22-23, the five-year plan, etc., etc. And that was with less than 2 billion people on this earth, and Russia was a far... Um, well, probably a little bit less than the, than the current. And that's just one state. And Russia now is far more free and probably, um, yeah, they're run by a dictator. But, um, well, uh, they certainly, they certainly, uh, are probably at least aware of what's going on much more than we are. They had less. Anyways, uh, that's getting off the uh, beaten track, uh, uh, path there. <clears throat> what I'm saying is is that the Western world, though, has all these maniacal puppets that are desperate. And when I say desperate, they're desperate to keep this power structure the way it is. And civilization. This is all being done intentionally. We all know that. We can feel that. Shouldn't be really much of a discussion, but the high level is is you wouldn't continue to make the same mistakes they're making uh, and give away your position, uh, of what you call your uh, resource position, your financial position, your uh, your uh, uh, standpoint, uh, basically uh, divide and conquer, demonizing people otherizing people like today, for example, Justin Trudeau and uh, the policy they want to implement in Canada is just one one of many steps to disarmament of their entire people. And that's coming to the United States because they're using these mass shootings that they may or may, that I say ostensibly they have ginned up these kids um, through uh, military-grade propaganda and a host of other things. And they had contact with the the second shooter in Uvalde, Uvalde, uh, Texas, four years ago. So, and they managed to get a hold of uh, weaponry that was worth thousands upon thousands of dollars. He worked at a Wendy's part time. Yeah, I don't care what anyone tells me, and they whether they had money or didn't money, or, or if they worked for the drug trade or whatever else. The the point is, is that uh, they're going to continue to do this kind of stuff. And are going to continue to use this to push forward uh, gun control and gun elimination. They'll have a harder time in the United States. But beyond that, uh, we have a food crisis brewing. Taiwan is being threatened, and, and they will probably sue for peace or certainly negotiate for their autonomy. Uh, because one thing that Taiwan has, China will gladly negotiate to them for use, and will say, Hey, you can continue to do just what you're doing. We'll get a higher price for your chips now. Because we can just, we'll just charge more. And then you guys at the very top will get paid. So, it's kind of like uh, China could do a business arrangement. And those, I mean, the people in Taiwan know this. But what, uh, what choice do they have? I mean, they can't rely on the United States government. <laughs> Why would they? I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, if I were them and I saw the handwriting on the wall, I mean, 
like anything else, if you're if you're still there, you obviously uh, aren't going to pick up arms and know what you know about the Chinese and know what you know about the the history, uh, unless you knew you had the armaments or weapons or capabilities available to you to to fight this fight this off. I know there's many people on that island will, that would fight for their freedom, but their leadership won't. And this is always the case. You've come to realize, and uh, this is not a, this is just a, this is off the side beating trap with the Matthias. You've come to realize that leadership is is basically uh, a fraud. Many leaders are have no spine, and you see it because you know you can tell by their words, and more importantly, you should always follow their actions. They're not willing to do what they need to be done. They're not willing to get their hands dirty. They're not willing to actually get involved. Then they're nothing. They're not leaders. They're just they're just paper mache. They they have a title, and they use that and beat people over the head with. They're used to get telling other people what to do. To get this. They they are defers. You know, you've heard about the phrase "do deflect" or uh, "do uh, defer." Um, Delay or drop. Well, these people are either they, they want to have something else, so they're uh, sending it, deferring, or uh, moving to someone else's place. That's what they do. They're not anything. Sorry, I'm out here. So what I'm saying with the Matthias thing to get back to that is that, uh, yeah, you're dealing with people that are are going to be desperate to keep things going on in trajectory as they are. Um, adding to this problem is the China also has all these yeah, minerals. The West is slitting its throat or slitting its, uh, cutting off its nose to spite its face with energy policy. And this is being done intentionally too in regards to food, resources. This is all being done. I, I, uh, this is being done to downsize people. Us, the commoner. So you got to ask yourself, if you know you're going to be, if you know you're going to be eliminated, they can use all kinds of flowery language, use the media, use the propaganda to sell other people. That's bullshit. We know that. Why listen to it? Why accept it? Uh, and they're going to do it through their. I'm not saying they're not, they're at, at our our enemies directly as of yet, but they will be. Just a matter of time. And what point are you going to realize that you're going... And like I said, this would be one thing if it was just the United States or if it was just Australia. We would be helping one of these other uh, areas. We would be helping in the system. But this is a Western conspiracy. Every state, every nation state that we know of is on the same page. The leadership is. The, their health departments are. They 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 use the, they're using the who like classic example today there was an interview with Avi uh, I was talking to uh, one of the who the the who's uh, special envoy or whatever his name was and he was such a slimeball you know he was uh he, but he he managed to get him to say it he's like well you know you know the governments have a right to do what they're doing we we this uh, treat you know it's a hundred uh, you know. Who doesn't own them? It's 194 countries own us. You know, it was all just a bait. It's all just this this constant uh, uh, silo uh, blame shift. 
They can both, they're both going to blame shift back and forth to each other because nobody wants responsibility of anything that they're actually doing. And you mentioned lockdowns. You mentioned those are coming back. So figure it out. These people are not going to let go of power. They're using the initiatives that they've already set in place. And, and they can say whatever, whatever they say that comes out of their mouth is an absolute lie. They don't believe anything. They don't believe in humanity. They believe there needs to be less of us. So ask yourself, you know, at one point or another, you're going to have to, you know, uh, stand up for your own human rights because they're not going to do it. These people are just, you know, beyond that. And I know Matthias was saying, saying that, you know, we have to just, and, and I've heard other people say, you know, we need an alternative this and that. And I understand that. I, 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 I agree. We need that too. We're going to have to do everything we can to survive. I mean, it's kind of like the plot to Battle, and uh, 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 I didn't watch the show this much. Battlestar Galactica. We're a ragtag bunch of battles. We are going to be called off, and we're going to have to figure out a way to survive while we fight the the most powerful enemy we've ever faced on the face of this earth. They have the most military. They have the most resources, and they know they have us. I mean, I know a lot of people out there say, "Oh, they're scared." Yeah, they're scared because they know that there's no turning back. That's why they're scared. They're scared that they know they can't turn back from where they... Because there's no way they could ever say, yeah, we killed several million people with a virus that we cooked up in the lab because we made it genetically engineered so that we attack or attack certain people. They know how violent people would get. They know how much uh, retribution people would seek if they really truly knew... If they could even process the truth, which many people can't. <laughs> Matthias knows this too. Uh, that's the whole point with the mass formation. You got to keep people in fear, of course. You got to be afraid of the fear of the time. I'm not afraid of these people. I'm afraid of what the military that they have. <laughs> I ain't looking to die. I don't have a suicide wish. Uh, I say that just, you know, just FYI, I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal. <laughs> At all, I'm th I'm thinking loud and clear. I may be, you know, kind of amped up on caffeine sometimes and say some stupid shit, but I I, I am thinking loud and clear. I I think every day of this is every day is I'm under a military occupation. When I mention Vichy France, I'm not just bullshitting. I'm that's the way I feel. We are the resistance. They talked about hashtag resist. Well, no, we are the resistance. Those very few of us that are awake enough and got enough spine and see all the see our leaderships from all over the world just throwing us under the bus and don't care one iota about and, and that was another thing this guy did. He talked about, you know, oh well we know this disproportionately affect the impact the poor people. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of poor people. There's there's billions of us. And and it's you know the way they look at it is like well you're not you got it better off than someone in Africa, yeah they're just playing people off each other. I'm sure the people in Africa would would, would uh, if they come over here and they became gentrified the way we are, they would feel the same thing we do. <laughs> Your position in life will always, you know yeah I've had it better and had it worse, but that's the whole thing. This is just a uh, play off everybody. The point is, is Matthias thinks that that you can't uh, downsize these these uh, morons. That you know, obviously, you know, 
Oh, yeah, they they want to be the victim. And they have plenty of their mass-formed people that are are in the way, of course, because obviously we wouldn't have this if we didn't have the mass formation. Well, at some point, it's going to be us or them. What, are we supposed to live in hovels for the next 20 years and pray that the other ones will get tired of their mass formation or it'll wear off? Now, the propaganda will never go away. It'll only get worse. The surveillance is only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. There's more technology today than there ever is. They will keep, they already have people so conditioned. Like, for example, I'm doing this broadcast out in the parking lot on a phone uh, to record this stuff. Now, I don't carry my phone around. I'm one of the rare people that ever, I don't carry it around with me at all. I talk to people, I use my computer now as a, as a phone line. That's just so people know. I don't even like to talk to people on the phone. I don't even like to text people, really. Um, but I've, you know, so I've shut down my, I've adapted my choices. But I'll still use the, uh, the use the, the abilities of a, of a phone because it's unique. This is an old phone, too. This is like seven or eight years old. I, it's like 2015 or something. That's a lot, I mean, I, I, the last new phone I got was in 2016. And I don't even use that one. I use this one because I think it's better. <laughs> That's just a side note. What it, what I'm getting at is this technology, uh, this lattice, this matrix, and uh, the control of people's money. They already have most people conditioned to this. It can't go forward. If you allow it to go forward, it's over for all of us. Because they will, will like anything else, once they put this lattice in down over all of us, I mean, yeah, they're not going to get to every place. And we're going to have these little hovels out in the middle of nowhere. But eventually, they'll, <laughs> they, they know the dead spots. They can figure this out. Uh, you know, They'll have their crack units. Think about it. You could have 500 crack military units. So in the United States, there's 3,143 counties. Don't ask me why I know that off the top of my head, but I do. And, and, and that changes periodically. But anyway, so if you have 500 crack teams, you say, well, that's, handling, that's one per every six counties. And the crack team could be, you know, um, groups of 20 men. So that's 10,000 troops. That's nothing. But very 20, 20 people per, per team to, to go around and, and, and round people up that refuse to, uh, to uh, do their job. I'm not trying to give a strategy. I'm just saying that that's what I, I mean. It could be, it could be 5,000 groups like that, groups of 20. But it, it, let's just say 500. And this isn't the only place they would do it, obviously. You know, London or uh, UK, France, Great Britain, uh, uh, all, the, all the Western world, same way which uh, Canada. It doesn't take a lot of people. See, they're much more organized now. And the military will just go along with this, you know, because people do. They go along with orders. 80% of people in the world are order followers. They'll, they'll follow any order you give them. As long as you got the right title, and you're getting, they're getting enough money, enough benefit, and they've uh, been conditioned into the system to obey and uh, take their paychecks, the whole nine, the whole nine yards. And I know Matthias will dis would hardly disagree with me. He'll say, "You don't know what you're doing. You're, you're battling. You know, you you have to just, you have to make your case, make the case, make the case." This time it's not about making the case. They know they know that strategy, right? and I would that that's where I would push back against somebody like Matthias. 
and I, I appreciate, I mean, I, I respect him, I respect him, uh, 100% on this, but, uh, no, the people that we're fighting against know our strategy, they know that strategy, so, the only strategy is to do things that are, I mean, they, they know that we will, we, there's a potential, but they don't think that we really would have enough, uh, potentiality to resist them. See, doing the things that are as unpredictable as possible. The beauty of humanity is to do things that are totally unpredictable. To, uh, and to be able to do it. Now, coordination is always a problem. That's always been the case. Uh, yeah. That's my, that's my thesis. Uh, the, the idea is, is that, uh, we can't, you just can't sit by and be the good man to do nothing. I know it's not doing nothing to, you know, continue to, you know, try to be long-suffering and try to, you know, hope that pe people will awaken to the problem. And food will clarify things. Lack of food will, that's for sure. Uh, and that's coming, and many, many people already know it, or there's enough people that are out on the edge that know that that's coming, and that will clarify. But then again, under totalitarian regimes, that happened too. I mean, how many millions did we, how many millions in China, the USSR, uh, you know, Ethiopia, uh, Rwanda, and, you know, <laughs> Korea, Vietnam and all these places on the or on the earth, you know, South America, Chile. I mean, they've had these kind of things. And, you know, I know people said, well, you just, now you're going to get to feel what they feel. Oh, joy. So I should do nothing about it because, you know, I've been lucky, spoiled, I guess you would call it. That's just an asinine, that's an asinine viewpoint. Why the hell would I, <laughs> what am I supposed to <laughs> Roll over and oh, roll over and let the what the powers that be dry fuck me because you know I'm not I'm not a good Russian surf like the ones in the past and those people didn't don't believe me they didn't all go out quiet a lot of them did fight not enough as Alexander Solzhenitsyn said you should be you should make make sure that any time they come up with their roundup teams you make damn sure that they don't just take you away you know. If they start to fear that they may go home with a body bag that night, you might have a shot. He didn't say that, but that's what he was intimating. I'm sure he said it clearly in his book. He was probably no, no, uh, what do you call it? No right winger, as uh, so many people think. They think right wing anymore is just being somebody who paid, <laughs> who who actually pays taxes and, and wants, uh, wants civilization to go on beating the way it it had for a long time and doesn't want war. They all, the, there are so many people that continue to think Americans support this shit. No, we do not support war. <laughs> we do not support this shit. DC supports this shit. Our agencies are evil. They lie to us. They cheat us. They've been cheating us out of our existence. I've hated war since God knows when. I hated Bush's wars, both of them. Iraq, both times. I thought Bush was a joker and an asshole. And I say that every time. I never voted for the fucker. And anyway, that's just a side point too. 
point is, is when people sit there and make it, oh, you know, you're the ones that caused all the wars. No, I didn't cause the war. You can call it the, you can call it the wars of the CIA, and I'm spiraling now, and all the other places. But uh, no, I don't support any of that. So for the international audience, no. Most Americans didn't support any of this stuff. We got fed lies and bullshit about it too. Just like they did at the UN with Colin Powell. Thank God that asshole's dead. Madeleine Albright. Yeah. I hate to piss on their graves, but uh, they did nothing but destroy America's integrity, ethics, morals, and they thought they were doing it for some nation-building exercise. They were assholes. Should have never gotten involved in any of that stuff. But we did. And none of us could stand up to them. Well, this time it's a little different. If we don't stand up, it's over. And I mean, it's over. Everything you know, I mean, you may, they may be still nice building standing. China might have a nice civilization. And, you know, they'll rewrite history. They'll say, you know, Western civilization was despicable. It was violent, it was arrogant, it was blah, blah, blah. And there'll be, there will be a, a, a lot of truth there, but they'll forget about their own atrocities. They will, you'll never hear about the, the Great Leap Forward. Mao will be a footnote in history, because uh, Xi wants to write himself. He'll rewrite over that. This is what happens over and over and over. The victors write history. And they rewrite over all the things that are inconvenient to them. So you're living history right now. That's where Matthias probably, and I can understand. You know, he's a, he would be a, what you call it, the non-aggression principle uh, type of person, expert in that. And I commend him for that. He's a, he's, he's a far, far greater, uh, far, far more moral and principled man than I am. Um, so that's where uh, that credit needs to go. But, you know, uh, we're not dealing with principled people. And you can't, you know, expect that, that, that your, uh, your isolationism in the, or localism is going to carry the day. It can if your local leaders would uh, see it that way. But how many of us know our mayor or town council how many of them are not just bought by federal officials or monies all it takes is a little federal money little sugar little little, little infiltration by the fbi does an investigation put some put some cocaine on your, on your person uh, taps into your internet upload some uh disgusting images it's done. This is the way it's done everywhere. Yuri Bezmenov knows this. Ladislav Bittman, a whole bunch of other Russian experts in uh, the KGB uh, exploits, or as the Chinese do, BGY. Uh, hell, <laughs> as far as they, as far as gold and uh, flesh, well, like yellow women, uh, gold, <laughs> obviously. And then, of course, booze or drugs or things to, uh, di may, uh, to make you seem disreputable in the eyes of the people. Because people only believe what the media tells them to. As a matter of fact, there's another side point. The only media you can believe right now, the only thing that 
you kind of can follow is the, the financials. Because financial media or financial uh, systems still have to operate with a certain amount of clarity or uh, as, as far as end result, uh, what do you call it, transparency in terms of like, like for example, well, account trades are, and uh, yeah, just typical movements of the market. That's the only thing that's probably fairly believable in the media sector. That's what everybody should be following right now, the media, uh, as far as media is uh, the financial systems. I'm not talking about the Dow Jones either. Follow the bonds. Follow uh, uh, currencies. Follow those two. Uh, so bond prices, currencies, commodities. Fuck the, the the major industry, the Dow Jones or Nasdaq or the S&P 500. Uh, I mean, those are those are like things that you should look at as fourth or fifth on the list. You should look at commodity prices, spot prices where they've been historically. So what they're trading at now, if you can look at the long, look at the contracts that are in that particular queue, if you have an understanding of commodities trading, you should definitely put that to use. Uh, same with uh, currencies. Look at where currency evaluations, how they move together, which currencies track together, which currencies uh, diverge. So you get a feel for you know ups and downs between countries what may be driving uh, uh, a bifurcated response from uh, that situation. Uh, and then you need to be uh, cognizant of what you need to grab. Let me stop here. Um, I say this all because, I mean, uh, and then uh, being able to uh, add something to your basket, so to speak. Um, whatever you can get that's precious, you know, vital, um, stores of value. I mean, we know silver and gold, definitely. Precious metals. Uh, information now is important. Hard copies of information, not digital. Uh, digital is important, but uh, uh, it can be wiped. It can be lost. I mean, you might want to put it on a thumb drive or something and then put it in a, something that won't. Uh, you know, uh, data has a tendency to degrade, but for example, if you've got something that's absolutely necessary and you, you can't you don't have a hard copy or can't make a print out of a hard copy, do it that way. But a hard copy and, and put it uh, put it in something waterproof uh, might be useful, like a lockbox. Uh, those kind of things, important documentation, you need to have that at a moment's notice. All those things can be useful because you're going to need that. Uh, I mean, that's that's where we're at. You can't trust these people anymore. You can't trust when or if they're going to pull the chute on all of us. That's why everybody needs to be, uh, I mean, I know no one, uh, this won't get spread far and wide, but quintessentially we need, uh, uh, we're never going to coordinate our actions, but you need to have a good feel for when it is an absolute must to be ready or prepared for the next domino to fall. And when it does, to be in, be in the best position possible to make a decision on how you're going to fight for your own life and lives of the people you care about. Um, and how you decide to do that is your choice. I, I make that clear. I've never, I'm not, I'm not a leader in this. I'm just someone who's been connecting data points since the beginning of this over and over again. 
And, and of course, they'll say, well, you have a self-fulfilling bias at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. Uh, but every day, <laughs> I don't see any push. I don't see any regression or normalcy. And th- this goes to the Biederman chart of coercion. When there is a relaxation, it's only for a short while. It's just to get people thinking that things can be normal again. And then it goes forward again. That's, they're running a, running a psychological playbook on all of us. The Biederman chart of coercion. All the cluster, all the cluster personality disorders. One, it's a one giant gumbo of military propaganda to uh, to erase your past. That's why you have all these all these people putting up these crazy videos, uh, TikTok, whatever. All this gender uh, uh, transgender normalization. I feel sorry for the people that are having to fight against that um, as parents or or. Uh, you know, it's difficult uh, because uh, the the fact that we have this amount of media and t- uh, uh, university and uh, K through twelve propaganda being pushed off onto the kids is just sick. And that's another thing. What's going to happen? Let's just say you, you put this lattice of this matrix of control in, which is what they're after: total control. They're going to race or wipe. I mean, you're going to have kids that are never, ever going to be anything but slaves to the system in ways that, you know, they'll say, well, you're a slave to the system. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Sorry, my bad, but at least I'm awake now. These kids will never wake up. They will never wake up from the system. It will be all they know. They will be so dependent for every last little bit of it. And if they show even an ounce of resistance... They won't. They won't exist anymore. The system will just it can erase them from the human con, uh, con, uh, continu- uh, continuity. Uh, yeah, they'll just they'll just downsize by one every time anybody shows any emphasis. That's why this is such a a pushback against Matthias's thought. Because uh, here's another thing too. The, here's the risk reward. That's another part of it. So, if we follow Matthias's, uh, we don't want to. Uh, we want to just try to adapt and figure out a way to get through this all. And might have to fight this off for 10, 20 years, or maybe a few. He'll say less. I'll say more. I think it's permanent. See, he might not. But you're fighting it across a full spectrum of countries and nations that are trying to get what they want. And he's going to he's going to say that you can, you know, you can do it. It just takes a while. I mean, and the atrocities that will happen in the meantime will, will demoralize you further. And it'll get harder every day to try to, to not just exceed wishes to these people. And complicity will, then you'll feel the guilt of complicity towards their ends. And I understand what he's saying, that there could be something far worse behind it. <laughs> well, there always can be something far worse. There's a risk and probability there, too. But to the other end of the spectrum, you know, you're, so the downsides there are you're forever living on your knees, or nearly forever. Let's just say you do it for and you What have we lost? How much have we lost? 
I don't even, I don't even want to, I can't even grasp what that would be. How far will we progressed? Uh, and, uh, how many people? A billion? Two billion? Five billion? I mean, how many people will have been lost to get to that point? And that will happen. You can, you can, I think, you know, I'm not, I don't know what the model is for this. I don't know what the statistical analysis of this is, but I can guesstimate that could be, you know, a half billion people just lost due to non-system compliance, as they would call it. But that's a, a euphemism for starvation, uh, war, annihilation, despair, suicide, death by birth, uh, death by old age. And anything in between, death by vaccine. And I'm saying at the low end, a half billion. At the high end, it could be upwards of five billion. I mean, because that's what these people really want. So what are we going to do? You're gonna, you're going to go with. I mean, I know that seems almost incomprehensible, but it's true. It's 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 a true analysis if we think of the risk there. To accede to the wishes of this this authoritarian state, that's what we're looking at, is they're going to do it across the world. Once they get it in place, I, I, uh, whether, they're, they're, whether they're pretending that there's a, you know, Oceania, you know, 1984, the three continents, whatever, I don't care about that. That's just, that's just a figment of a, that's a, that's one part of the outcome analysis. And on the other hand, if we fight against the same system immediately. It's going to be a full-scale, uh, 1776, 1861, 1941, or 39 scenario. So you, you can figure out what those all are. So that gumbo, and, and yeah, the same casualties will occur. Almost, almost I would say, at the bare minimum, the, 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 the bare minimum will be still the same. At the top end, it may be less. So there's your risk. There's your risk options, and what's the difference? the The first one it might take 20 years or 30 years to pull us out of it, and in the meantime we'll have lost all that. In the the second scenario, it'll happen. It'll it'll happen more uh, compactly, say over three to five years. But I I, I I contend that the same the same amount of bodies will pile up. Uh, Possibly. In the first scenario, in the second scenario, you may not get to uh, to the the higher end number with uh, if we're lucky. So I, I don't know. I know he'll he he would uh, he would contend otherwise. He may say that I, I I don't know what I don't know, and I don't. I'm just I ascertain. And, and some will say, well, that that means you know. We should take the first option because it'll take more years to, to have that amount. I, I, that's not counting the other deaths. That's just the deaths relative to the population that we uh, have now. There'll be, over the 30 years, there'll be a death of all kinds of things. Uh, I mean, you'll still have the same, you'll have a yearly death cycle you'll, uh, of humanity dying. And they'll be dying in misery. Um... A lot of people will have the humanity sucked right out of them, quite literally. 
in the second scenario, uh, yeah, there'll there'll be intense suffering, but it'll be shorter. And that's assuming that we win. If we don't, well, you'll still have to endure the, the suffering of the first scenario. Yes, I agree there. And maybe maybe that's but I think there's a I think there's a slight possibility in the second scenario that we uh, we win and we win for humanity's sake and we we uh, we uh, stave off this cycle for another 80 years maybe we maybe we actually uh, outlaw world organizations any world organization that's formed with any any coordination and connections across continents and we reinstall nation states as they pre-existed and cultures are are uh, put uh, put whole or as best as they can and we literally erase this segment of our history in terms of how we whatever gains whatever monetary gains whatever at the end we reset we do our reset on this that's just my thinking that we set uh, we we bring back people and I know there'll be people uh, that would would disagree with this because they didn't think they had enough to begin with but no we reset the deck of cards back to as close as possible to the boundaries and uh, uh, the mineral rights the things that they have in place but that's a that that that's if we win um, yeah my thinking is is uh, you, to get to that it's going to take a lot. Now, I know there'll be people out there who say, you know, you didn't make your risk case scenario uh, 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 sellable. Some people will say, well, you know, if the same result will happen, but it'll take less, it'll take more time. I mean, I don't know. I won't be here. <laughs> I can tell you this. I won't be here. <laughs> uh, I say that, uh, I say that not jokingly, just it is what it is. Uh, I'm 50 now. <laughs> Five or ten years from now, I won't. I'm not going to be around for the the hellscape that's going to be put in place. And 30 years from now, nah, there's no way. There's no way in hell that'll ever happen. Um, so I'm geared up for, and I'm not trying to have a short-termism like an American, the way uh, the way uh, certain cultures would portray this. No, I'm not a short-term. I well, I don't think long-term. But the only way you can think long-term is if you get rid of these people and get back to some stability. And when I say get rid of these people, I mean, yeah, redundancy. Uh, we have people that are redundant. And we have to uh, resolve to turn off their powers. Uh, they, don't, they don't deserve to rule over us. They are unethical, immoral, and unjust. I guess I'll leave it right there. I, I'll upload this later, and I'm sure it'll sound just as batshit crazy as it does at this moment. But anyway, have a good night.